Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hey everybody, this is the One Hour Photo Podcast by Studio C41, and I'm Bill Manning, and I have a very special guest. I briefly met her at the uh, photo walk back in uh, Nashville in 2018, and um, and it's pretty amazing how time really has kind of... Uh, progress as far as where we are in our photography because when i look back at two years ago this podcast was literally just starting we were getting ready to do our first big interview uh with kodak professional and so it's pretty amazing to see uh catching up with people that i met two years ago and where they are now in the film photography so i have taylor Strauss. uh how are you doing I'm good. How are you, Bill? Doing great. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. It's uh, there were so many people at this photo walk that, you know, I, I run into paths with every once in a while. And they're like, yeah, I remember meeting you at the photo. Walk. I'm like, I don't remember. you. I'm so <laughs> sorry. So for the few people that, that were there, I, I, I feel terrible when uh, they remember me and I don't. And I'm just like. I got the memory of a goldfish, but I do remember you because you you had a um, Polaroid land camera, which was yeah. like totally set different from everybody else. So I do remember. And I actually, did you, did I ever send you that picture that I took with you with that land camera? No, I don't think so. Oh my gosh, I gotta send it to you. The I shot it on uh, Portrait Eight Hundred. See, I remember this, but I don't remember the people that I interacted with. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. So um, I got a picture. I'll be sure to send it to you right after this. So oh, I love that. That's so cool. I had no idea that existed. Yes. I honestly forgot about that. <laughs> That's so cool. Yes, yes. So I'll be sure to send that over to you. So um, we were kind of having a little bit of a pre-show conversation as far as like your progression and everything and and we'll learn about how you got into it and everything and um and i love hearing everybody's story because everybody i find that there's always going to be like some little small similarities and then there are others that are just totally different i but everybody has a great story as far as how they got into it so but i, I want to kind of hear as far as the last couple of years since we've last talked about what have you been up to Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, I have been up to a lot. Uh, there have been moves and transitions into fully uh, film photography and, and not offering digital services. There's been multiple jobs and uh, and really building my my business um, with mm. shooting film. Uh, and so there have been there's been a lot of, of changes um, uh, at the film walk. I think. I think I, I said this earlier, but I was so incredibly nervous. Um, I knew that I was surrounded by a lot of people who were extremely experienced and and seasoned photographers, and I still felt so green. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been I've been shooting film for a long time. I mean, when I was a kid, I had a little point and shoot, and you know, I would I carried that around with me for years, and then I carry disposable cameras around with me everywhere. And then I finally got my first like professional film camera uh, in 2015. And uh, so I'd been shooting for a little about two years at that point. And 
I just, I, I felt so new and so young and like, there's so much to learn with film that I mm. still felt like after two years, I didn't know anything at all. Yeah. And so when I came to that film walk, I was like, I barely spoke. <laughs> like I was really excited. I'm pretty sure I had like three cameras with me cause I wanted to shoot with my land camera. Mm. And, uh, I remember just being so nervous and the amount of growth that I've experienced since then has been really incredible. Um, I uh, officially launched my business. Um, I think that I, I believe it was the, it was 2018 that I went to a field trip, which mm -hmm. was right after the film walk. And that, that trip really, really changed my life. Um, and I came home and I quit my job and I launched my business cause I was just so wow. inspired. I just, I knew that it's what I wanted to do, but I've been so afraid before. And then, uh, yeah, came home and did that. And, um, and started shooting, uh, a lot, uh, all the time, any way that I could. Um, and, uh, it's kind of progressed into this really amazing business that for a long time, I didn't know that I could actually like, like make a living with, <laughs> you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. Cause film is so it's, it's hard. Uh, and it's hard to, uh, it's hard to justify to people who don't understand it. And so that's been a really big goal of mine has been to like reach out to people. And when they have questions about film, just like fill them with like information and the love that I have for this medium, because a lot of people don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, why don't you just shoot digital? And I'm like, well, there's a thousand reasons. Let me give you a thesis, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But there, you know, there's been a lot. And now I, um, I do a lot of, of live music and touring, uh, built a mobile dark room that I take on the road with me when I tour with wow. bands. And, um, I am working on my film for everyone project, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just doing that. And actually just really small side note. Um, my, my love of my craft and enabled me to get a job with Airbnb, um, which, wow which is amazing. And that's what I've been doing for the past six months is I've been, uh, managing photographers, uh, on the East coast. I've been the market producer here. So all the photographers that shoot for Airbnb plus, uh, I have been managing them, wow. uh, for, uh, in the entire East. Yeah. And, wow. um, I, uh, they knew I shot film, but I, you know, I told them, I was like, I can shoot digital, but this is what I do for my personal work. But I was so excited about photography and so excited about training others that, that, you know, was what ended up getting me this, this amazing job that has been, that has enabled, it, it, it's made it to where I can shoot and do the things I love without having to worry about the financials, which has yeah. been so, so incredible for like my confidence and my, in my business. It's been amazing. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So, um, tell me a little bit more, like how's the Airbnb, like, is it very similar to like real estate photography or anything along those lines? Or is it like a totally different thing? It's actually completely different. So yeah. I work for plus, um, and plus is like an elevated, uh, it's like an elevated, uh, part. It's a platform. Mm -hmm. It's an elevated platform, mm -hmm. um, on, on Airbnb's website. And the, the goal is to provide standardized amenities with these beautiful homes so that people who enjoy going to hotels can come into these homes and they know what to expect every single time. Um, it's, it's really, really like white glove, very like hands-on process. And so our photographers are trained to shoot in a more editorial style. Uh, it's very, it's very much more like editorial style, like magazine forward. Yeah. Um, 
than real estate. So the goal is to display the home exactly how it is. And a lot of times in real estate photography, you get a lot of wide angle lenses to cover the mm. entire space. A room. But when you look at that image, it can either make a room look really, really big or it doesn't really show like the pathways. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that we that we stray from a little bit. Uh, we want to show that the, how a home is accessible to, mm -hmm. to individuals who have physical disability. Uh, we want to show like really clean, like really nice, pristine photos that just highlight the space's natural features. And so that's kind of how we train our photographers. Wow. We need to push that into the real estate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you're totally right. Cause I, I've, I was, it's been a few years, but the house hunting, I go in and I'm like, it, this room was a lot bigger on Zillow. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So and that's, point. yeah. And that's, that's one of the biggest, um, that's one of the biggest, you know, complaints that you get from people yeah. is that, you know, that this, this space isn't as advertised. Mm. Uh, and so that's something that we really, we always try to avoid with the, with the work that we do with Airbnb. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'm really interested in hearing about the personal work because Nashville in photography is a very cool scene. Uh, it's very different. I know um, uh, another uh, podcaster, Wes Boker, he, he does a lot of uh, working with musicians. Uh, Laura E. Pertron, uh, she works yeah. uh, she works with uh, musicians. So I love the film photography specifically that's coming out of Nashville. Um, because it is such a different and unique look. And, and I taken the opportunity to look at some of your work, which is, which is fantastic, by the way. <laughs> Thank and, you. And, and it is right along the lines of that Nashville scene. And I put that in air quotes because it's such a really different look. I mean, it's, uh, it's so hard to explain. Maybe you can, you know, maybe you, you can explain it a little bit a little bit better from the outside or from the inside out because i'm just i'm in absolute love with the look that's coming out of nashville yeah well thank you so much <laughs> that is so kind and it, <laughs> it means every time i hear someone like say something about the quality of my work like i still get that feeling every single time that new <laughs> that green feeling and so that just that makes me so happy thank you so much yeah. um yeah so I think a lot of I think a lot of the scene here and this is more in terms of my own personal experience but like DIY music especially the the fan base for those bands are wild about yeah. about the musicians about the music and they're so excited to be there and like DIY in Nashville is is something that struggled for a really long time um mm -hmm. and then you know, more recently, we've had like No Country for New Nashville. Um, we've had, you know, a few more house venues opening up. We've had, you know, a lot more like alternative music resources that have been coming here due to the explosive growth that we've experienced over the past, you know, five, 10 years. And um, that scene before then, it really struggled. Uh, and mm -hmm. and it, it's hard to book in Nashville. It's hard to, to be here. And so when you, as a musician, finally have the resources to come, you know, and it and it's financially doable, uh, especially for a lot of these like underground artists who, you know, they're like scraping dimes together to like get through a tour. Um, you know, it, it, people get really excited about that. And there's so many incredible bands that are in more of like the alternative or DIY or just kind of like the that middle that middle ground of exposure where, you know, they're not playing at, you know, Bridgestone Arena 
but you know, they don't have to play at a coffee house either. They're kind of right there. And so now that we have the resources for those bands to come through, it's, everyone is excited. Uh, and so when you go to a show, like that's palpable, um, (laughs) I mean, it it really is like, it's, I mean, you can just feel it in the air and like, I, I, that's what I love to shoot. Um, DIY music is, is my absolute favorite. And I'm not familiar with Wes, but I have had the pleasure of spending some time with Laura. Um, she's, she's absolutely incredible. Um, Uh, we, we met, I saw her for the first time actually at that film walk and I knew who she was because we were both members of the Nashville community darkroom. And I, I knew who she was. I'd seen her work and she's just like such an inspiration. And so when I saw her, I was like, Oh, I can't talk to her. (laughs) You know, which was so ridiculous. And it's just, it's very much a me, very on brand me thing um, to, to have been like, Oh no, I must hide myself. Uh, And uh, one time I was in the dark room and, uh, and Laura came in and uh, we just got chit chatting and she, we, Oh my gosh. I, I still, there's some conversations that you have with people that they just stick with you. And the car, that I had with Laura was, was so amazing. We, we, you know, we talked shop and, um, and just, you know, got to know each other a little bit and learned about the gear that we use. And, and she showed me some negatives that, um, that she had been, that she had taken, of, of her and her boyfriend, actually. Um, mm-hmm. they, I think they've been together for a while now. And she was showing me these photos and was talking about, I think a story with her grandfather. And uh, we got started talking about mental health and, and just, uh, just music. And it, uh, it was just the most incredible conversation. So all, all my love for Laura, because wow. she is, um, she's an incredible, incredible human being. Um, and, uh, and a lot of her work too. I, I think that I think that something that is very uh, similar because she she and I shoot completely differently. But I think being in Nashville and shooting with musicians quite often, I think the one thing that that we have in common is that the intensity of of these musicians passion for what they do is uh, is evident in our work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen that, I've seen that in her work. Uh, and I know that that's always what I'm looking for in mine. Um, and I think that that's what makes Nashville photography, especially in the music scene special. Um, because this is music city and everyone is so excited. Like everyone loves their craft. I mean, people move here from all over the world to like be a musician and that's really special. Uh, it's hard to make it here and people still come and like that, that's incredible to me, honestly. Like it's, it's a resilience that I didn't, I didn't really fully appreciate until I really got into shooting live music. Um, and, uh, so yeah. (laughs) That's really cool. And I mean, one of the really cool things about your images is that, um, you certainly, I get a vibe, like I can, like I can feel the energy that's coming out of your, your live photography like the live concert like i mean there's there in your right there is like this energy people are wild and everything and like it is so well conveyed in your imagery that when i look at it i like I, there's a feeling like oh my gosh that is that looks intense so that's it's really cool to to be able to uh be able to convey that out to people so that's absolutely awesome thank you yeah one of the um one of the things I really like to do with film, I think that film communicates motion really well, uh, yeah. in, a, in a, in a really, really beautiful way that I don't, I've never quite been able to, to recreate with digital. Mm-hmm. 
it's just something about the grain. It's just something about the way the light moves across the grain that captures motion. That is just the most beautiful thing to me. And that's something that I implement into a lot of my work. Uh, when I first started shooting, I had, I, I still shoot with the same camera, uh, which is a Nikon FG 20. Um, all mechanical, all manual. I love it. It's, it's, it's my, it's my baby. And, um, I, uh, I, I had like this ragtag kit of mm -hmm. my own. Like I didn't have, I didn't have flash. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, uh, you know, I didn't have a, I didn't have a lot. I just had my camera and I had my film. And at first when I was shooting, you know, I was really frustrated because you can't shoot in a lot of really low light conditions without, a lot of time and effort with yeah. film. And I used to be so discouraged by, by some of the images that I would get. And as I developed as, as, as an artist, um, I started realizing that that was a tool that I could use to convey emotion. Uh, and so I learned how to still myself, uh, which sounds kind of silly, but it, I actually learned how to be incredibly still and to shoot very intentionally. And, you know, it's not recommended to shoot like without a, uh, you know, tripod under, you know, one sixtieth, uh, right. you know, one sixty. But uh I actually have, you know, got to the got to the point where I could be in the middle of a show and I could shoot at as low as probably a quarter of a second and and not and not have minimal shake. But the shake that I did have was really it, it paired nicely with the movement that was going on on stage. Mm -hmm. And it helped create this really, really like powerful feeling. This 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 performance that I don't know. It's just, it's, it's hard for me to explain that process because I don't yeah. think I ever really have before. Yeah. Um, but it's some, it, it's, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and that conveying emotion through motion is probably a cornerstone of my work. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really proud of that development of style because I think it came from, I think it came from having to develop that style sure. <laughs> in order to produce good work because I didn't have all the gear that I needed. <laughs> sure. So, um, but now I still have the gear I need and I shoot like that anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, no, yeah. and I mean, it's interesting, you know, you, you put yourself in limitations, right. And, um, and then you try to push through it and you end up growing as a result of those particular limitations. And, um, uh, it, it's, it's a very difficult thing because I, I know helping out at the lab, you know, when I give a roll of film that didn't process or they, somebody didn't shoot it correctly, you know, it's like, it's gut wrenching, you know, and I feel bad for, you know, when Michael or Christina at the lab have to make that phone call and say, Hey, your film didn't develop. And, um, and, you know, there's always something that's going to be important on that role. And, um, but, you know, and I, I can see how a lot of people can get really discouraged from that. But at the same time, those failures or those uh, events happening like that allow you to, you know, if you're vigilant about it, you push through it. Right. And you you learn from those mistakes and it only makes you better. And especially being in, in a concert that's like low light and the lights changing constantly like that is like. I would look that at that as a film photographer's worst nightmare, right? Because you're like, oh, <laughs> at least for me, because, um, you know, I'm taking my time and like I'm going to meter this out and everything like that. And it's like and key lights have changed and you're like, crap. So how are you dealing with like those types of changes? Like, I mean, and I know we're kind of getting in the technical nitty gritty and, you know, I, I don't like to swirl around the technical too, too much, but it's such a different environment that 
I'm I personally am too afraid to to move forward and and at least attempt that. Yeah, uh, it it it's it's a very intimidating environment uh, yeah. because everything is so fast paced, mm-hmm. do or die. Like if you miss the like there, oh man, there have been so many times where I've had this like gut wrenching feeling, like in my stomach where I have, I've. I've seen something happen right before my eyes and I didn't get the shot. I'm like, mm. ah, and like, you don't, you can't recreate that. It's gone. And yeah. so, um, navigate, navigating it is, um, it's following the light. Mm. Um, I mean, that's, that's really, that's really the best way for me to describe the way that I work. Um, if lights change, um, and, and I don't really have the, I guess the, the ambient settings necessary to get a shot. I'll wait a lot. There's a lot of waiting too. Um, and, but I'll also move. Like if I see that somehow a light is glinting off of someone's guitar, or if I see that someone's pedal board has a lot of lights, cause most pedal boards have a lot of lights, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll go and I'll shoot a detail shot. Um, I have a little side project called devil in the details where I just like shoot photos of like bands, pedal boards and shoes and <laughs> things like that. I have this little gallery of, of devils in the details. Um, but I'll, I'll go and take shots like that shots yeah. that are not necessarily of the performance, but just kind of document what was there at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then I wait, yeah. I wait for the right moment. I wait for the right light and I just kind of move around the room. Like I, I move so much during a show that by the end of it, I am absolutely exhausted. Um, but it's, it's a workflow that I'm super comfortable with now. And, uh, and, and it keeps things very dynamic for me. Yeah. So. Is there any kind of communication with the bands prior? Like, Hey, are you doing anything really interesting? Like, do they kind of give you any insight into the set? So you kind of have an idea. I should probably be in this particular spot when this is about to happen or anything along those lines. Or is it just kind uh, of completely unknown? Yeah, a lot of the times it's unknown. Um, so, so I try a little bit more now to 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 ask questions before I go into a live show setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been shooting with this one particular band. Uh, they're called Early Humans, um, and they these guys have been my friends for the better part of ten years. Um, I, I love them. I I do the majority of their photography. Uh, I go on every tour with them. We're actually going on the road in a couple of weeks, which I'm so excited about. Um, <laughs> and so when you shoot with with people that you know and love a lot. Um, you get the, you get used to them, uh, and you get used to their style and their flow. And so when you go to shoot another band, it's, it's a little difficult because you're like, oh, wait, these are not, these are not the same people. <laughs> and, um, yeah. so it's, that's something that I do try and do now, uh, asking a little bit about the live performance, you know, asking people if they move a lot, uh, or if they have any songs that they particularly know that are very passionate or that they get really into, um, just, just to make sure that, that my photos are as good as possible. And I found that when I don't do that, I usually have a little bit more of a frustrating time getting photos of each individual member of the band, um, and just, and capturing that mood in general. Um, so yeah, I think there's a little bit of conversation now, uh, that I didn't used to have, but it, it, it's very helpful. Yeah. Very cool. Well, let's, let's change up gears a little bit. Let's rewind a little bit. So, um, how the heck did you get into this? Like, what what was it? Like, did you grow up with film photography? Um, did you leave it? Were you into photography before film photography or anything along those lines? Um, so I have loved taking pictures since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that 
I've always loved, like, I still have film negatives from the Backstreet Boys concert of <laughs> 2000 when I took my little point and shoot and they came to the Gaylord uh, Entertainment Center, I, guess, I think it was called. Yeah. It's what Bridgestone is now. And they came down from the ceiling and surfboards and, like, I took my little point and shoot <laughs> thinking that I was like thinking that halfway up in this giant arena was going to get something out of these photos that I took. <laughs> They're all gray with like little pinpoints of light, <laughs> but I have them. And that like, it's just, this is something that I've, I've loved since I was really young. And it was, it was very much a, a pa passing interest. I think, um, you know, I, I remember being in middle school and probably from middle school until Halfway through college, I had disposable cameras all the time. Yeah. I had them everywhere. I would take photos of my friends in class or running around at parties. Uh, my entire friends group for the longest time absolutely could not stand me being around because I would always come and I would always bring disposable cameras and just like flash people in the face at parties. Um, <laughs> and, they were, you know, anytime I had a camera out, they'd be like, put the camera away. Um, which is, it's funny now, uh, I did video for all that as well. And I actually recently created a, a two hour video of my entire friends group for the past 10 years Oh wow! of, of all the video that I had taken, uh, some really special stuff and, uh, sent it to put a little private page on my website and sent it to all my friends and, uh, that were in it and had so many messages back being like, you know, we hated you at the time, but we're really glad you did it. <laughs> and that's how my photos are too. I have thousands thousands of film negatives from when I was younger and, and, and from college as well. And it never dawned on me for whatever reason that I could actually make it a career that like mm. I could actually shoot film as, as something, you know, as, as a profession. I, I don't know why I didn't think that, but mm. it didn't really click with me until after I got out of college. Um, and I was like, you know, I really want to get into this. And I was kind of in a place where I didn't know where to start. Cause I had been always using disposable and point and shoot cameras. I didn't know anything about SLRs or manual mounts or range finders. Like I didn't know what anything right. was. And, um, and then my dad gave me his camera, uh, mm. which by the way, I always give him crap for this because the entirety of my youth, I never knew that he had this camera. <laughs> Not one time did he ever mention it in the entire, like, high school and college career where I was like, oh man, like I'd really like to have like, you know, a real camera. Not once. That's funny. <laughs> and, uh, but he gave it to me for Christmas and, uh, it was his dad had given it to him and his dad passed some years ago. And so this it's, it's so special to me to have this. And I just, I got really excited. Uh, and, um, when you talk about disappointment in the lab, um, that was my first experience with this camera. Mm. I got 10 rolls. Oh, a no. film. I did. And I sent them to Willow Springs Photo Lab, which I don't know if you're familiar, but mm. um, it's it's in Willow Springs, Missouri, uh, or it was. Uh, and the owner was his name's Neil. Uh, he's in his 70s and had this entire lab in his garage and yeah. which is this really, really amazing guy. And um, so I, I, I found him because at the time I didn't have a ton of money. And so development, you know, for 10 rolls is a little bit hard for me. And yeah. so I was, okay, well, he's got really good prices. I'll send my film to him. And I'm so glad that I did, uh, mm -hmm. because I loaded every single roll in my camera wrong. Oh no. But I shot the images on the same frame over and over for 10 rolls of film. Oh, no. 
<laughs> it was a tragedy. And he emailed me and he told me, I just want you to know that this happened. And this is probably this is probably why. Like, look at your camera, make sure that you're loading the film in correctly. And he was like, and try again. And he sent me back. I had two other roles that were my dad's from a long time ago. And uh, he sent me those back. And he sent me 10 rolls of his personal stock of film. Wow. And was like, you know, try again. And he poured over. I mean, I was I was sold on him after that. I mean, I was so touched that he'd be so thoughtful. And he even sent me, he printed off like manuals, like um, manuals and like film how to's and like all these little resources and, and mailed all of that back with, with this film. And I was so overwhelmed with just like gratitude for him. And we had a long, long time of communication um, for about six, I want to say six or eight months. Um, I sent all my film to him. And um, we had these email chains back and forth where I would ask him questions and he would just send me these long emails full of information about film development and having a home dark room and I mean everything. And uh, I, I, I could not be more thankful for him uh, for how much time and love for this craft that he put into me because I don't think that I would be here now if it hadn't been for him. And last year he ended up selling uh, Willow Springs Photo Lab to a couple guys up in Boston and uh, mo they moved the lab up there and uh, he retired. Uh, but every once in a while, you know, I still email him and uh, and chat with him and see how he's, he and his wife are doing. And uh, I, I just I'm so, I'm so thankful for them. I really am. They're they're kind of like my. Uh, my my beginning, I think. Uh, yeah. Them and uh, Nashville Community Darkroom as well. Um, even before I got this camera. Uh, well, I, no, it was a little bit after I got the camera uh, from my dad. Uh, they had offered a um, a film developing class and a printing class. And they were for anyone. It, you didn't have to be a member or anything. And I wanted to try it out. And the moment I pulled my film out of the developer, like... That was that was the moment that I really knew. Um, I don't know, holding up to the light, you know, in the dark room and you're like, you know, squeegeeing and you're looking and you're like checking out your images like <laughs> that. That to me was so incredible. And then when I went back the next day, watching a print come to life and I, I mean, I just I can I can feel the feeling that I got now. Yeah when I got it then and I get that same feeling every single yep. time I watch a print come to life in the dark room. It's like, addicting, isn't it? It is it is it is so insane. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's the most gratifying feeling it because is. knowing that like I loaded this roll of film into my camera, I shot it, I developed it and then I printed it. That entire process from beginning to end was an art form that was done entirely yep. by my own hands. And it's yeah. empowering, it you is. know? creating something from inception it's amazing yeah it, so and i think that is why film photography is so incredibly popular now is that it is and and on a previous episode that we've talked about this that like digital changed the experience on how a photograph was taken right so everybody flocked to that new experience right and then so now that experience has gone stale right and so uh now we have other photographers that are now looking how do i make that experience and taking a photograph more exciting and so we now have 
I mean, different generations, right? We have some that left it and now they're coming back to it. We have some that, you know, didn't really shoot it when they were really young or, you know, first time coming back to it. But every person that I've interviewed, regardless of whether um, the age always has something to talk about when it comes back to uh, printing, right? Getting into the dark room. I, I, I refer to this one photographer, Tim Gander over in the UK, because he left it. He's a photojournalist. He left it because of digital, because he can get to print faster than the other guys. And, and that was his workflow. And then he got back into it and he's like, Oh my gosh, I remember the smell of the fixer and the stop bath. And, you know, all these small little nuances that, you know, brought that experience back to him, you know, and, and, and it's so true. I mean, seeing a print come up on paper is just mind blowing every single time. Um, and it, it's, it's fantastic to see that process come through. So it's yeah. really cool. It really is. And, and I, I think that one of the reasons that I love printing in the darkroom so much is because it is so infuriating, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. especially, especially when, you know, when you start getting into a little bit more, more complicated printing, when you're, you know, when you're dodging and burning and you're using filters to create a little bit better contrast or like, you know, some of these things are a little bit more basic, but, but they're things that when you first start out, there's so much to learn that you're not there yet. Like you're not, you're not in that realm. And so it's like when you, when you get into using these, like these tools for, for really making a print pop, um, it's man, it's mind boggling. Like I'm yeah. there, there have been some prints that were extremely difficult, um, to coax out of a negative. And I probably made, I don't know, 25 prints. And I just kept going back and like, I would look at it after it dried and I'd be like, okay, that's not right. And I'd go mm-hmm. back. I mean, these were days and days, but when I finally pulled that one, that final one out of the, like out of the wash and I let it dry, I was it that, oh man, <laughs> it's so tedious and time consuming and frustrating, but it's the same with shooting film. It, it, it forces you to be very intentional. It forces, yeah. forces you to be very, very focused on detail and very precise and methodical about your work. And for me, like, I mean, I, I work in a $31 billion tech company. I talk faster than anyone I know, you know, like it, it takes me, you know, three seconds to say as much as someone else would in 10, you know, sure. cause I just, you know, gab everything about my life moves so quickly. And really like taking that step back to like center and, mm-hmm. and something slowly is, is such a, a powerful asset for me. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really just like, I, I feel like the dark room is a sanctuary. I mean, it really is sure. like, that's my sanctuary. It's my place to where I go and I think, and it's quiet and I just, I love it there. I really do. <laughs> that's very cool. Magic. <laughs> So we're going to change up gears a little bit because you have a little bit of a project that you're working on that uh, you told me about. And I was like, hey, we need to talk about this because this is really cool. And and it and people need to be talking about this. And I, I really firmly believe in what you're working on. So why don't you um, since I already know a little bit about it, but let, let's dive into it and, and let's learn a little bit about the project that you're working on. Yes, uh, I am so excited about this too. Um, this project uh, is something that started very, <laughs> it wasn't a project <laughs> until it was. Um, and I'm so excited. Uh, it's called Film for Everyone. And um, about a month ago, I 
just wanted to sell off some of my gear. Uh, I have a lot of cameras that I've, I've bought over the years. Um, for a long time, I felt like it was my personal mission to rescue film ca cameras from like thrift stores and antique shops and like flea markets. Um, <laughs> like I felt guilty that they were sitting there and I wanted to bring them home. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like they're, it's like they're stray cats, you know, like <laughs> film cameras are my stray cat and stray cats are too. <laughs> I would bring yeah. them all home. Yeah. Um, and, but I would collect this gear and, and I would, you know, a lot of times I, I would, if it didn't work, I would take it apart and figure it out and fix it if I could. And then I'd shoot with it. Um, but I always came back to my dad's Nikon. And, um, so I have amassed this gear that I never use. Um, that's just been sitting on my shelf. Now it's collecting dust here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll sell some of these off, like make a little bit of money before Christmas. Um, you know, my boyfriend and I are going to Ireland uh, for Christmas this year. And so I was like, you know, maybe I'll just like do this to make a, you know, a few bucks. Um, mm -hmm. and then I really started thinking about it and was like, you know, I've been so incredibly blessed this year with, you know, this job and, and, you know, with, with a growth of my portfolio and my work and my exposure here in Nashville. And I have so many people who ask me about film. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they want to see my gear when I'm at a show and like, they want to know how it works and they want to talk shop and, you know, they're really interested in, in learning, you know, it's like, Oh man, I really want to get into this. This is really, really cool. And I'm like, it is really cool. <laughs> um, and now I have the means to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, and so film for everyone is the name that I gave this project. Uh, and it's dedicated to promoting the, the joy and the use of film. Um, I am selling my kits uh, for, I mean, next to nothing. Yeah. Like I, I have twelve uh, that I've that I've completed, and over the past two, three weeks or so, I have been sourcing parts and lenses, caps, batteries, like anything that I could mm -hmm. um, from everywhere online, eBay, mm -hmm. Shop Goodwill. Like I mean, I have everywhere, and uh, have been putting together these complete kits where if somebody, you know, really was interested in doing this and didn't really have the means to do so, like, because the startup costs are, are typically pretty expensive, sure. then they, then, you know, they can get one of these kits and they will have every single thing that they need in it so that they can just load a roll of film and shoot. And I mean, all, all of these, all this gear is, is, is really, really nice. You know, I've got, um, I haven't actually announced any of the kits yet, so this will be this will be a fun little <laughs> fun little announcement. Um, but you know, I've got a um, a couple Pentax. I've got a Pentax SF10 and a K1000. I've got a Nikon N80 uh, and an EM and uh, nice. a few Minoltas, few Yashikas, um, a Konica. Like I've got these really really great great kits uh, that are they're high quality gear. All the lenses I have for them are very good and. I just wanted to be able to give back for to, you know, for all the support that I've had with my work and my career. And, you know, I just it took me so long to get to a place where I had gear that made, you know, that I was comfortable using and that was good quality and wasn't broken. Yeah. And you know, and I wanted to do that for someone else so that they wouldn't have to go through, you know, two years of of scraping together a kit. Um, and so that's what film for everyone is. Uh, I will open the shop up. I I'm actually thinking black Friday, uh, is when cool. I'll be ready, 
ready to go live. And, um, uh, every there's, I think the most expensive kit in the bundle is like 60 bucks. And that, that includes everything. That's like, that's your, that's your, you know, your camera body, your glass, all your caps and batteries, your, you know, a lot of these kits have flash, flash attachments and, um, filters and uh, there's, there's a little bit something extra in every one of them. Um, but I'll have 12 and I've got this crazy, like hacky manual way of like getting these orders processed to make <laughs> it fair. Uh, cause I have had a lot of interest, um, in people, you know, wanting to, to purchase. And so, um, yeah, and then they'll be gone. Uh, and I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about it. It's just, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool to like, to be able to just get somebody started in it. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're, <laughs> You're the gateway drug. I am. I am the gateway <laughs> drug. And trust me, I'm very persuasive. <laughs> it, no, that no, that uh, all joking aside, that is a fantastic project. I know that um, there have been numerous conversations as far as the jump in prices and getting into a. I mean, just a simple AE one program camera is now a couple hundred dollars yeah <laughs> uh, and i remember the one that i had i found it in an antique shop for 17 bucks right and so i shot it for a little while and everything and and then a friend of mine was saying that their nephew i think was just getting into film photography and was asking for some recommendations on a camera and i was like hold on a second it's like i don't have any sentimental to value to this camera just give this to him, right? You know, it was just a simple 50 millimeter 1.8 and and an AE1. And I was like, I know this camera works. Give it to him. And That's- and that feeling was awesome, right? You know, like that was that was a, you know, somebody is now somebody other than me is experiencing that, right? And and that is a very awesome feeling i mean it probably just as good as you know seeing a print come up on paper right you know yeah. <laughs> um so i totally understand where you're doing it and it's fantastic that you're doing this i mean and it's really cool that you, i mean you're you're getting your costs covered with this right you know it's like you're finding this stuff and and then you're you know you're not trying to make money off of this this is just something no. that you want to give out so and that's fantastic yeah and i, I i'll be honest i think at this point like I, I've I've priced all the kits out and there's no way I'm making my money back right. on this. <laughs> right. But you know, like honestly, I just I don't care. Like yeah. I you know, I, I just remember how I felt. You know, I remember how frustrating and and you know, how overwhelming it was. And it's just like, dude, I have an opportunity to like make this someone else's joy. And like yeah. that you can't put a price on that. Like no. I don't you know, I don't care about the money. I don't care. I just want people to shoot film because I believe in it so much. I'm like, I like it has opened so many doors for me and provided me with so many opportunities that I would have never had. And it's filled me with this pride and this mm-hmm. this deep feeling of just accomplishment and and happiness that I've not known with any other career or job or or interest. You know, I've tried so many things over the years and nothing stuck. But, you know, I just knew I just knew with film and the idea of sharing that, you know, with with other people is so 
is so special to me. And um, I actually have uh, two really, really huge shout outs about this project to make that I have not done so. I should have led with that. Um, But this project has sponsorship, uh, which is something that blows my mind. Um, It really does. (laughs) Um, Mm. I reached out to Tim uh, Rayugo from. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, how this actually happened, I reached out to Matt Stoffel first um, (laughs) and he because I he was at the film walk and I remember him a little bit. We chatted and I asked him who I should speak to. And um, and uh, he was like, well, have you reached out to Kodak Professionals Instagram? And so I sent these really long messages to Kodak's Instagram (laughs) and I got a message back and they were like, uh, hey, do you mind sending this to like an email? This is a lot to process, like in an yeah. Instagram message. And I was like, you know, you're right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's probably not the right, not the right format for this. But I ended up message. Uh, I ended up emailing Pat, who runs their social yep. media, mm-hmm. and she forwarded me to Tim, uh, who I actually did meet at the film walk. Yep. Um, and uh, and just told him about the project. And uh, he actually, I just got the the package today. Uh, there is a roll of Kodak film for each uh, kit uh, in the awesome. project. Uh, donated by Kodak, which uh, I, I was just so thankful um, to to him, and also huge shout out to Mike at Shoot Film Co. Yeah. Uh, he he and I had a conversation recently about how like you know in in the in the community of creatives like you know he's he he's one of my people. I'm one of his people. Yeah, and uh, you know he and I have such a great relationship, and uh, he's one of the first people that I ever bought anything film related from <laughs> other than film. And this was years ago, yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. And, uh, and, and he and I have just developed this really great friendship. Um, and, uh, he is donating one of his, uh, photo memo notebooks for each of the kits as well, Very cool. um, which is so cool. That is absolutely my, my favorite thing that he makes. Um, I, yeah. I blow through those things constantly. <laughs> yeah. um, I, it is it is absolutely the best asset I have as a photographer. Sure. Uh, and and knowing that, you know, having his support and knowing that he's willing to do that, you know, for me and for and for this project is 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 overwhelming and wonderful. So I'm really thankful to Shoot Film Co. and to Kodak uh, for for believing in this uh, and for for understanding my heart and knowing that, you know, this is not. This isn't anything other than what it is, which is mm-hmm. just trying to share this this wonderful infuriating incredible i don't even know i don't even have the right words honestly with this medium with others (laughs) that's very cool no it's you know it's funny um so i know both tim and mike and um and mike just recently we just had on the show and um it is these are people that truly care about what is happening in the community. Like, sure. Yeah. It's Kodak Lars. They're all their business. So is Mike. They're making money and everything along those lines, but they do make time for, you know, working with people with these types of projects. And, and that is fantastic. And the fact that you can send a message to somebody on Instagram and then somebody actually replying really gives us the opportunity to have a voice, right? Like they are listening to us. Um, and, and it's an amazing thing that what they, they said yes to, to this project. And, and it's incredibly cool that they're doing that. No, it, it really is. Um, and it is nice. Cause you know, when you, when you work with a big company, um, 
there are a lot of companies that don't do a great job of communicating. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I'm pretty sure I've reached out to Fujifilm like three times, letting them know <laughs> how mad I am at them. <laughs> no, You're not alone. Very, it's a very dramatic way of saying it, but it's more like, please save pack film kind of thing. And, uh, you know, and never got a response, you yeah. know, never, never heard anything from anyone. And it is really cool that, especially with Kodak, that, that, that they invest. Uh, and, and it's, it's great with Mike too, because he has such an incredible following. People really respect him, um, in, in this community. Like, you know, he's, he's fun and he, he creates things that, that represent film photography well, and that represents people well, and that pays so much respect to such a beautiful medium. And, um, I have, I have a thousand amazing, wonderful things I could say about Mike. Um, and, uh, and I, I'm so glad that, that he and I have been able to build this, you know, this friendship over the past couple of years, because he, he's just, he's just a great human being, honestly, like he's such an awesome person. Um, and it's very humbling to, to have the support of, of both of, of both of these companies, because I kind of feel like, you know, despite my work and despite how much I love it, you know, I am, you know, a drop in the ocean in a world full of creatives and being seen and, uh, you know, it's, it's rare, it's rare sometimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I'm not super concerned with being known, sure. you know, like being known everywhere, but being seen, trying to make an impact in my little corner of the universe is, is, is very humbling. Um, it's very much a, like, who am I Sure. kind of thing. Like who, who am I to be given such support, but mm-hmm. it means the world. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful for it. Well, no. And, and when, when you're doing small work like this, people like Kodak Alaris, people like Mike Padua and, and with the platform that I have here, you know, I felt like I had to do this, right. This wasn't like, you know, when we were just talking about this, you didn't solicit to me saying, I want to come on to your show to talk about this. Like you told me about this as like, oh my gosh, this needs to be on the show. I want you to come onto my show to talk about this. Like, I mean, literally, I mean, it, it, it may seem like it's a small thing and it may seem like it's insignificant, but it, it, it's making a huge impact. It really is. You're, you're impacting somebody that cannot afford to get into this. Um, you're giving them that opportunity and, and you never know that that camera, somebody may be talking about it. They may not even know who you are at the time when they buy it. And they said, this camera allowed me to start my business. Right. Or I created this work, this body of work because of yeah. this camera. Right. You know, we don't think about that. And, and the same with the pictures that we take now, we don't know the impact that it's going to take 10, 15 years down the road. So I, I think you're doing an amazing thing. And and I, I I felt like I had to bring you on so that you can tell your story about it. So so let me ask you this. What is so you have these 12 cameras that you want to put out and everything. Um, do you see a future with this? Like, would you be open to people contacting you saying, hey, I got this camera. I got that camera. I'm really not using this camera because, I mean, you see it right here. I got a wall full of cameras here. That I'm not I using. That. <laughs> I, I like half of them here now. 
Thank you. I feel guilty that a lot of these cameras are on my wall that I'm not using, and I kind of want to send it to you, some of these, over to you so that you can uh, get this out to the world. I mean, are you open to something like that? Oh, yeah. I I think that'd be amazing. I mean, I... Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things where you don't really think about something outside of the what you're doing. Uh, but I mean, that's it's so cool. Uh, and I don't think you should feel guilty about it, because <laughs> first of all, <laughs> because I have been I have been a uh, a chronic camera collector for a long time as sure. well. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I would I think that'd be really cool, uh, especially, you know, working with other people to you know, once, since I have like a format set up and everything, um, no, I think that would be really, I think that would be cool. Uh, I would be nice to, to be able to do this more than just like once, you know, once in my lifetime, you know, like sure. maybe, you know, maybe building it into something that's, you know, like a recurring thing, uh, every year or, you know, whatnot. I'm, I'm open to anything. I mean, I, this is, this is the rest of my life. Film is the rest of my life. Yeah. My work is, you know, friends and, and, and jobs. And well, that sounds a little macabre, um, <laughs> you know, jobs and locations and, and everything else is, it, you know, it comes and goes, but film is forever for me. And so like anything that I can do to like inspire other people to pursue this or, or at least to get them talking about it is, is something that I, I would pursue to no end. <laughs> yeah. I think great though i think that sounds really cool <laughs> all right well after this recording I'll, I'll have to uh get your address so i can i can send you a couple cameras so <laughs> all right thank all well, right. thank you thank you for being part of it <laughs> no 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 i you know honestly i i have you know I, I i feel like as far as my progression like you know it's collect gear collect gear collect gear and then you get to a point where you're just like you know i it's a beautiful looking camera. I just, I'm not using it. And like, what is the point of it sitting there? If it's not to be, if it's not going to be used. Right. And, and I don't say you made me feel guilty. I personally feel <laughs> guilty because that is a camera that somebody else could be using. Right. So, um, so well, I think, I think it's oh, a little sorry. selfish. It's, I think it's a little selfish of me to, to, to kind of say, I want to hoard this. Right. You know, and, and so when somebody else out there could certainly use it. So, well, and I mean, that's the same, that's the same kind of like personal guilt that I felt about like having all of these too. Like that's, that's exactly what kind of inspired all of this was me just being like, why am I like hoarding this? Like not really hoarding it, but like yeah. just sitting there and like I rescued these to keep them from collecting dust and now they are yeah. and, and yeah. I'm doing it. So now I have to fix it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, you know, that, that, that's the feeling that spurred the whole thing. It's like, well, let's just do it. So <laughs> I don't need all this stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we do reach a point in, uh, in our lives where we're just like, why do I have all this stuff? Right. So, uh, yeah. so no, that's really cool. Well, um, I want to go ahead and move into our last segment where we start closing things down. And um, I think we had a fantastic conversation here and, and I learned so much. Um, and this was such an awesome conversation. Um, if, People are interested, A, in your work, and then B, possibly communicating with you about getting a camera over to you so that you can get this into distributed out to other people. Um, where can we find you on your social media and all that stuff? Uh, so I am on all of the social medias. Uh, I don't have a Facebook page. Uh, it's not really 
a format that I use a lot, but I do have an Instagram. It's at t.e.film. Um, and uh, my website is uh, tefilm.net. Uh, there's actually a link on my website for the starter kits. Uh, it's tefilm.net slash starter kits. <laughs> um, and there's an email form on there. And if anyone is interested or has questions or or wants to contribute to this project, um, then you can email me through that form. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter. But I... Oh, Tay Lady. Uh, T-A-Y-L-A-D-Y-Y. -Y. <laughs> I don't really I don't really use uh, Twitter a terrible ton. I'll yeah. post work there from time to time. But it's mostly, you know, Mr. Feeny memes and um <laughs> and uh you know sa sassy sassy tweets about politics. So yeah. if that's not really your bag, then you don't have to follow me there. But Instagram <laughs> and my website are the two best ways to get in touch with me about anything or to see my work. Very cool. So I have one last question for you. I gave you a heads up on it. Yes. <laughs> so um, at the beginning of the recording, I said to keep this in your mind. What question did I not ask that you would have liked me to have asked? Um, okay. Yes, I actually did think about this. Okay. I was expecting this question because I've 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 interviewed about it in the past, but it didn't come. And it was about the mobile darkroom. Yes. Question about the mobile darkroom, um, which is another little pride and joy of mine. Um, and I will briefly, briefly explain this because it's take all the time uh, you want. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Okay, so I was shooting digital for a while, mm -hmm. um, as well as film, because just financially, I, there there was a couple, you know, time during the last year where I just I I couldn't, I couldn't do film sure. as much. Uh, and so I started shooting more digital and, um, I hated it. I hated it so much. I, I felt like my quality, um, my shoot quality and, um, w everything about my work was just really, really slacking. Mm -hmm. Um, and I made a decision that I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I mean, for, for lack of better terms, money be damned. Like sure. I, I don't, I don't want to shoot digital. I don't feel as good about my work. And so no, no matter what, I'm going to figure it out. And, uh, so then I announced back in February of this year that February or March, uh, that I was moving into an all film medium and that I would no longer be offering digital photography services. Wow. And I was met with an overwhelming amount of support, which was so cool. Um, I, I was, I was floored by that because that meant, you know, I was doing a lot of free shows. Mm. Uh, I was, I was, if I wanted to go see a show, like see a band, like I would just go and shoot because I'm kind of at the point now where I can't go to a show without a camera in my hand. Cause I don't know what to do with myself. Mm. <laughs> and so, you know, that, that meant that I couldn't offer free work anymore. Yeah. Um, and then really started setting some standards for myself. Um, and, and all of that, um, for, for my film work. And, um, so I realized that, you know, I tour and when I tour, um, it's kind of hard to, uh, to provide daily content for artists, um, mm. for social media and promotion yeah. when you're shooting film. And I was like, well, I need a dark room. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, well, I, you know, I kind of started looking into it. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I mean, if you think back to like back in the day, I don't know, like a long, long time ago, you know, like people were moving around like how did photographers develop you know film in wartime you know how do they make prints in wartime like how do they do that mm -hmm. um so i was like okay well i need i 
need to come up with a solution. I could find absolutely no resources on this. So I was just like, okay, well, what, what do I need? And I started making this list of all the stuff I needed and uh, coming up with ways to make it light safe. And I created a dark room in a duffel bag. Um, and it is, um, I have a scanner that I bring on the road with me as well. Oh, so wow. I can scan film and every single day I shoot a roll. And then at the end of the day, whether it be a venue or hotel bathroom or someone's mom's kitchen sink or, <laughs> uh, you know, backyard and a garden hose, it doesn't really matter. I yeah. develop film. Uh, and then so I cool. let it, you know, let it dry and then I scan it in and that's the workflow <laughs> and that's I take it on the road. Uh, I took it on the road with a, uh, with a metal, uh, metal band here in Nashville called Moru, uh, back in April. Um, and, uh, I think that some of the, I think the film scans for that tour are up on my website under, uh, touring or there's, there's a, a tour or live music link. And, and I think that they're listed there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was so much fun. And I learned a lot from that run. Uh, I forgot my film reel for my developing tank. Uh, the, when I took it on the road the first time, it just wasn't in my tank. Oh, no. And so, uh, halfway through the tour, I realized it. And at first I was like, eh, whatever. And I like shoved the entire roll of film into this developing <laughs> without <laughs> like first time for everything. Let's just do it. And well, half the, half the film got ruined, um, which, you know, <laughs> no. want to happen, you know, hey. but, um, I actually ended up getting to Chattanooga and a uh, huge, actually huge shout out to uh, safe light district who, uh, it's a, it's a film, it's a developing lab, kind of like our community dark room here in Nashville. Yeah. That's uh, theirs. And, um, I reached out to them on Facebook and was like, can you help me? And they were like, yes. And they left a film reel on their front steps for me. Um, <laughs> And, uh, they were really great. Uh, and so, yeah, but I learned a lot from that run and I'm about to take the mobile dark room on the road again in a couple of weeks with early humans. Uh, so I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be doing that. And, um, next steps is to acquire a Jobo so I can do color on the road. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to come back onto the show to talk more <laughs> about this. Cause I, I find this incredibly fascinating and, <laughs> Um, the next time you're like in the Chattanooga area, please let me know. Cause I'm like, honestly, I'm like an hour away from Chattanooga. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yes. So I, I certainly, I know, uh, there's several people that are very active in the film community. I think, um, Kevin Lane lives in, um, Chattanooga, really cool guy. Um, so we'll have to certainly do that, but, um, I think you're, are you going to be doing imaging USA again this year? Or yes. Next definitely. Year? Yeah. definitely. Tim, uh, whenever he uh we were emailing about the film he was actually you'll need to come by and 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 say hi like at imaging i was like let's do it sweet. <laughs> so i'll be there this year sweet well I, i'm certainly going to be there so it'll be really cool to to meet up with you and yes bit, so. absolutely very cool all right well uh i think that wraps it up for this episode guys uh you can find studio c41 on uh the instagrams uh studio.c41 you can find uh studio c41 on twitter for my roly joe uh rants uh you can find uh our new t-shirts i completely forgot now i'm trying to trying to remind myself to add that uh you can find the our shoot some film dang it t-shirts at studioc41.net forward slash shop but before you go there go take it check out taylor's website so um taylor thank you so much for coming on to the show uh an absolute pleasure talking to you and catching up 
two years has been far too long. Um, and you have an open <laughs> invitation onto the show anytime. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been amazing. And the conversation has been incredible. Thank Absolutely. you so much. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. So until the next one, shoot, shoot some, some film. film. Dang, Dang it. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah.